Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Empowered Leaders Membership Group. Welcome. So this week, we're talking about um, a relationship building topic. However, this definitely kind of goes into some of our other categories. So uh, this topic that we're going to talk about today definitely plays into your ability to get stuff done. Uh, definitely plays into having some of those crucial kind of coaching conversations. And it's got kind of a flavoring of um, vision and design. So thinking big. Okay. So we're talking about what do you do with a bad apple? All right. Rotten attitudes ruin a team. So first of all, talent is not enough, right? You've got to have capability and willingness. We talk about this a lot, you know, when you're trying to figure out, do I keep this person on my team? Do I let them lovingly go? Um, are they capable of doing their job? Are they willing to do their job? Because depending on, you know, what happens, um, with that will depend on your decision. Okay. So the first thing is you can always teach skills, but you want to hire for attitude. Okay. So, um, teaching for skills means, you know, you're, you're hiring somebody, let's say you've got their resume, you're doing an interview, right? Um, you know, the skills and the capabilities that they might have, but what's more important is their attitude. So it's not about what's on their resume, but can they build relationships? Can they, um, inspire, encourage, and support others in the work? You can teach people how to do something, uh, but you, it's very, very difficult to teach character and attitude. Okay. Uh, there are two documents in our, um, in our, uh, lesson area, whether you're using Kajabi or Telegram or both. Uh, one of them is actually a poem that was written by John Maxwell on attitude. I would highly suggest that you print that off and even share that, um, with your team. Uh, it's going to be a good conversation starter too. Okay. Um, I actually printed it off and I not only have it in my office, but I put it on my refrigerator. I'm, I'm kind of hoping some osmosis will happen with, with three teenagers there. Um, and then the second document we're going to talk a little bit about, but it's basically a, I'm calling it a bad apple investigation. So there's six power questions on there with some action steps, uh, that might help you first of all, for you, right? Cause that's a leadership concept. We, everything that we talk about, we're talking about you first and then, uh, for, uh, the people that you're working with. Okay. So let's start with some assumptions here. First of all, belief drives behavior. Belief drives behavior. If you've plugged into my work, uh, along with stick chick, that's something that we hammer in. Um, it's not what you think you should do that, that actually gets done. It's what you believe is important that actually gets done. Okay. So sometimes when we're seeing these, uh, quote unquote, bad behaviors, or bad attitudes, it's because, well, not sometimes it's, it's all the time because there's a subconscious belief that is driving that behavior. Um, think about it this way, projection, right? So projection is this ability to, uh, maybe you're having a conversation with someone else and the other person is projecting onto you. So maybe they're talking about your bad attitude when in reality you're like, no, actually my attitude's pretty good, but oh, yep, they're talking about themselves, right? And so a projection is the ability to kind of bring up and out 
something that is bothering us that we don't like about ourselves and we put that onto another person. So we're not consciously aware that this thing bothers us, but subconsciously we are. So out of the depths of our heart, we're throwing that on another person. And unless we practice awareness and, and checking up on ourselves about that, we probably won't notice that. Okay. Um, there's, there's certain people in your life who have been, uh, given to you as opportunities to help you learn and grow. Um, they could be your employees, your coworkers, your boss, uh, but definitely your special relationships. I noticed this, uh, I have three children. If you're a parent, you're these little, little ones, not only are they a mixture of your, your genetics, uh, but they're also, uh, you know, you've been conditioning them for many years. And so they will often project something, uh, and it's like looking at yourself in the mirror <laughs> and you're like, Oh yeah, I don't like that. Right. Belief drives behavior. That's important to understand because if we're going to start confronting some of our people about their attitude, because maybe their attitude is actually damaging the team. We have to understand there's a whole iceberg of things happening underneath. Okay. So first of all, we want to know for ourselves, get to know ourselves. Like what, what is inside me? Um, do I have a bad attitude? What is a bad attitude? How is that reflected in my behavior? What can I do about that? Right. And then once we've checked ourselves on that, then we can, you know, approach somebody who might be having a bad attitude and maybe help them to raise their awareness. Right. So when you notice that they're projecting, you can say, okay, let's just pause for a second. You know, let's talk about this. And, and if they're open to that and having that conversation, you can help them raise their awareness about something that's going to help them more than just in the workplace, but in their life. Okay. All right. So that's like the underlying assumption that we really, really, you know, uh, that's the foundation of what we're talking about today. So what is a bad attitude? What is a bad attitude? Okay. So there's, um, there's six things here that I really want to talk about as far as a bad attitude, because it's one of those things that as you're going about life, you're, you're thinking, I think that's kind of a bad attitude, but I don't know. And unless it's very blatant, it's hard to notice in the workplace. All right. So the first, uh, indication of a bad attitude is that a person doesn't admit quote unquote wrongdoing. Okay. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the whole idea of wrongdoing, uh, but really what we're talking about is this person might be um, experiencing a lot of conflict with others. And basically they have a lack of the ability to see other people's perspective. Um, they, they really, um, they come at a conflict and, you know, they always think that they're right and nobody else is. Okay. And really this failure to see other people's perspective and kind of hanging your hat on like, this is my, um, not just my opinion or preference, but like, this is the right way to do it. Right. But that comes from, um, a, a lack of maturity. Okay. This person uh, usually is, is either young and or inexperienced in life and hasn't realized, uh, maybe they haven't had a, a diverse experience and background, 
Um, and so, you know, they're out of their immaturity or lack of experience. Um, they think that there's only one way to do things and this causes a lot of conflict. Okay. Um, another indication of a bad attitude is failure to forgive. Now this one is, you know, kind of going over into that uh, woo-woo category, if you will. Um, we talk about this all the time, but, you know, the, the things that are considered soft skills in the workplace um, really make all the difference. And your ability to forgive shows up in the workplace. If you have bitterness, and, and it doesn't matter if you have bitterness, you could uh, definitely see this between maybe two coworkers. You could also have bitterness. Uh, maybe a, uh, an employee has um, a, a bad relationship or really un, a lot of unforgiveness with, you know, uh, maybe their mother, right? Bitterness multiplies. It will show up because it is an energy. It's a state of being. Uh, you know, this idea that we leave our personal lives on the other side of the door when we come into the workplace is ridiculous. Yes, we don't want to bring our drama and our stories. We want to attend to our work. We absolutely do. But if you are a person that is filled with bitterness, you can't leave it at the door. It's going to come out, right? So this comes from a lack of awareness of even understanding that your lack of forgiveness uh, goes with you wherever you go, right? And it's also a, a measure of insecurity. So a person who lacks forgiveness in their life, especially if they, they have had some awareness or understanding that forgiveness is, is something that we quote unquote should do, right? Um, but they maybe they feel very insecure about doing that, or they feel like they're going to give their power away if they forgive somebody else, okay? But bitterness always multiplies and it will come out. Uh, another indication of a bad attitude is petty jealousy. Okay. You probably see this in the workplace. Uh, I see, have seen this way too many times to count. So really what's happening here is that, uh, the person who's feeling jealous has a desire for something. Okay. Um, they wouldn't feel jealous if they didn't have a desire. And usually they have this understanding that things should be equal right? They might even say things like, well, that's not fair, right? And in reality, it's not about being fair. They're saying, I do, I'm not getting the same, uh, you know, treatment or benefits or, or something out of life as that other person. So it's not fair. So they really are showing their lack of understanding of one key universal law, which is cause and effect. So they don't understand that that person over there, there are causes, there are reasons why they are getting what they're getting. So sometimes you'll see this with um, an employee who's maybe not um, kind of living up to expectations and maybe their coworkers um, who in their mind, they feel like they're doing everything that their coworker is, uh, maybe their coworker just got a raise. And when it comes to doing the evaluation for this other employee, you're, you're realizing that, oh my goodness, yeah, I can't give them a raise because, you know, they're having a negative impact on the team. So this coworker, um, this, this person has jealousy of the other one because you got a raise and I didn't. When they're thinking, you know, everything is equal and so why, right? They don't understand this cause and effect law. There's also a lack of understanding of, of diversity of purpose, okay? So 
um, we're all in our own journey of life, right? We all have things that we're learning. We all have things that we're, we're growing into. We all have different personalities. Uh, one of the things I love about this group is that we're filled with people of very diverse backgrounds, uh, education, experience, personalities. I love that. And when we get on and we have our conversations on our Zooms, it's very evident as we're having these conversations that when we're talking about these principles, um, we all have a different awareness about them, right? So, so some of you are really working on the relationship building side of, of leadership. Some of you are really working on how can I get better at this whole production thing, right? I'm, I'm struggling with procrastination or time management. Um, some of you are, are really upping your game and you're going into the coaching and mentoring um, phase of your leadership and, and really kind of trying to inspire your people to do better. And so the, the person who has this petty jealousy, they don't understand life is absolutely fair because it operates under this law of cause and effect. However, life is not equal. It will never be equal. It's not supposed to be equal. Okay. So one of the things I often do with people who are showing this is I try to focus them onto what is it that you want and what are some key action steps that you can take to kind of get that. If they're open, that usually is helpful. Sometimes they're not. Um, the, the fourth indication of a bad attitude is what we call the disease of me. Okay. So this is where you've got people who have been, um, you know, star performers, they're very talented. Uh, you know, they know a lot, they have a lot of skills, but, uh, you know, we do a lot of teaching here about seagulls and eagles, right? Th these, um, disease of me people, they're eagles gone bad. Okay. For whatever reason, they feel like maybe they've been in that, uh, petty jealousy or they, they're, you know, something has occurred and they're, they haven't forgiven, right? There's something that's happening underneath the surface and they, they see themselves as way better than everybody else. And it's like, um, the, the problem with this one is it's a, a very silent kind of thing. It's like they're simmering, they're stewing in their juices. It's insidious and it's dangerous. Okay. It's hard to notice, but there are indications of this. Okay. Because belief drives behavior. So if they really do have this disease of me, it's going to come out in their words and their, their behaviors. So pay attention to them over time. One of the things that I like to do with people like this is I like to let them self-select out. If we can't kind of get to the base of, of what, what is the problem here? Um, then maybe they just need to, to move along. And, and I just ask, you know, obviously this doesn't seem like a good fit for you. How can I help you move along? Okay. So that is the simmering kind of silent type. But then the next part um, is really the person who hogs the credit, right? So this is also an indication of, of bad attitude. So there's no simmering going on here. They're like out in the open, right? They are hogging all the credit for themselves, whether they did it or not. But in essence, what they're trying to do is, um, you know, uh, lift themselves up over others. 
And it comes from, you know, lack of security, lack of maturity, lack of understanding how a team works, um, really understanding that, you know, we all have, um, you know, positions on this team for a reason. And it doesn't matter what position you are, you're important, you're valuable, and they're not seeing the value of the other people on the team. And so sometimes you can, you know, if that person is open to a conversation, you can have that conversation and they'll, they'll realize it and go, oh, okay. And you can point them to the importance of relationship building and teamwork. And then the last one that I often see, um, and as I'm working with leaders, this is something that uh, I actually just got an email not too long ago from somebody that, that was complaining about their staff members that, um, you know, this was going on, the last indication of a bad attitude is a critical spirit. Okay. It kind of goes back to that first one that they don't admit wrongdoing on themselves, but this one is they see everybody else doing things wrong. Okay. The, the, nobody can do anything right. Uh, and oftentimes they'll turn that attention onto you as the leader. You cannot do anything right. Okay. Um, and this is very uncomfortable. One of the things that I, I, I try to remember, there is a certain personality style on the DISC profile. If you, the C type individual, who's very, very um, important to our team, when they feel stressed, and especially think about that, if they feel like they're not getting, uh, you know, a fair deal or they are having for unforgiveness in their life in any way, um, or they feel like, you know, nobody's noticing me, right? When they have high stress, they do go into a critical mode, okay? Sometimes we can have conversations with them and say, all right, let's, let's you know, let's work on this, right? And so uh, they'll go around telling everybody something that they're, they're not doing right. Sometimes you can actually work with this person and you can get their help. So you can say, hey, listen, I'm noticing that, you know, you're, you're pointing out everything that's not going right. Um, could I just encourage you or, or maybe give you a suggestion? I'm, bring those to me. Absolutely tell me those. But can you do me one thing before you do that? Can you just shift that? And, and if you see that something is not right, can you just put another column on your paper? Because most often they've got a list. Uh, can you just make another list and, and tell me, you know, what's a suggestion? So really what you're doing is you're focusing their quote unquote bad attitude into coming up with solutions. Okay. And if they cannot be recruited to help in this way, then we may have to help them go somewhere else. Okay. Because rotten attitudes ruin a team. Now, we're all on a journey of life, okay? So there's, there's these six indications of bad attitude. Did you notice that with, with each one of these, I kind of gave you um, an option of keeping that person around? Because we want to give them a chance first. Um, again, remember, sometimes we're doing these things, we don't even realize we're doing them. So if we have somebody like our leader that comes and we know that that leader cares for us, and that we can trust them, and they're bringing this to our attention, then there's more of an opportunity for them to change, and you could literally help them change their whole life, not just their job. 
Worst case scenario, what's going to happen is maybe you try to have this conversation with that person. Maybe nothing changes and they do have to either self-select out or you have to uh, help them move along. Um, but at some point, guess what? Those things are still going to be in them. Uh, it will show up in other places in their life. It'll show up at other jobs. And maybe somewhere down the road, they're going to remember the conversation and the care that you had for them. And maybe they will say, okay, I, I need to take care of this. And again, worst case scenario, if that happens, at least they're not with you. <laughs> okay. All right. So I want to go over that, that document, uh, the second one, it's got six questions and six action steps. And I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this right now. We're going to go a little long today. I know that, but this is so important, um, because we have so many questions about this one all the time. So First of all, I'm going to ask you the question and I'm going to ask you to really check yourself on these. Okay. You absolutely can check your, your staff on this. And, and it would even be a really great idea to, uh, if you're in a mentoring relationship, so maybe you've got, you know, a few people on your team that you're mentoring them through after you've done this activity for yourself, definitely do this with them. Um, and, it would also be great to do with your leadership team, whether it be an individual thing or whether it be, um, you know, kind of a, an individual slash share it in a group thing. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use it, but check yourself first. All right. So the first question, are you open to other perspectives? Okay. How open are you to other perspectives? Do you ask for other people's opinions? So a great action step for growth in here would be to ask for people's opinions or thoughts or ideas before you make decisions. Uh, number two, do you quickly forgive or do you hold a grudge? Do you quickly forgive or do you hold a grudge? Now, again, remembering that your subconscious brain goes with you wherever you are. So this is not just about, you know, do I forgive quickly at work? This is in general in life. Do you quickly forgive or hold a grudge? Uh, I would suggest that every single day you work on, on forgiveness. A very simple way to do this would be um, having a, a quiet moment and just asking yourself the question, who do I need to forgive? And usually within one second, if you need to forgive someone, their name or face is going to pop up into your awareness. Start there. You don't have to forgive everybody in your life for everything, but if you practice that every single day, you're going to, you know, um, get better at it. Kind of like practicing, you know, going to the gym, lifting weights. Okay. Third question, are you following your calling or are you jealous of others? Are you following your calling or do you notice that you're jealous of others? Now, let's say you're scrolling through social media and you see that a friend of yours, uh, maybe somebody from high school, right? You're noticing, oh my gosh, they just got this cool award or um, you know, they, they have this wonderful job and you've had that like sting of jealousy. This is a great opportunity. Okay. I, I don't want you to blame and shame and judge yourself because you feel that jealousy. Use that as a springboard and say, Ooh, okay. I'm feeling jealousy. That is a signal 
that you want something more. Okay. So if you follow the jealousy feeling towards, you know, that person shouldn't have that everything, you know, life isn't fair that that's going to be damaging. But if you notice that you have that jealousy feeling, just say, okay, well, what do I want? Um, you know, if, if I notice that somebody just got, you know, a degree cause they went back to school and you're jealous about that. Do you want to go back to school? Is that something that you would like? Right. So use it as a, um, a desire check to say, oh, you know, that person just went to Florida on spring break. I'm so jealous. Oh, well, maybe I want to go to Florida on spring break. Right. And then say, what can I do to get what I want? Okay. So use it to your advantage. Do you think you're better than everyone else? Now this, this is, um, uh, we haven't talked about this in a while, but I love what John Maxwell always says. And this has guided my life. Uh, when you find yourself at the head of the class, find a different class. When you find you're in a situation where you know more, uh, you no longer have to kind of think or be creative to solve problems. It's just like everyday natural, like you're not really growing, right? You're not learning new things. Uh, and you're the person who's kind of telling everybody this is how we do things. It, it's time to kind of find a different place to go. Okay. Because we need to continue to learn and grow. However, you know, we, if you don't do that, there's this tendency to think that you're better than everyone else. All right. So that that's one fix. The second fix though, for this one is to realize that every single person in your life has something to teach you. I don't care who they are. Every single person in life has something to teach you. So one thing that you could do, and this is a, a great thing to do at the end of the day is think about the people that you have had interactions with. And what lesson do you think that they taught you? I can't tell you how many times I've been, um, I've, I've done a lot of work in the classroom and with very young children. Um, I, I was in a, an assessment one time and uh, this three-year-old uh, just, I, I was just watching the way that she was playing and she had such a way of thinking outside the box. I was thoroughly impressed by the way. Um, and I was thinking, wow, how could I apply that kind of thinking to my work and be more creative? So she obviously didn't stand up and teach me this lesson, right? But her beingness and me plugging into, oh yes, she's got a lot to teach me, right? So gathering those daily lessons from other people will prevent you from having this, this attitude of being better than everyone else. All right. Number five, do you lift up, acknowledge and reward other people in your life? Is that something that you do? I will say this, that, uh, it, that has not been my default setting in a way, um, encouraging, supporting, helping. Absolutely. Um, acknowledging and kind of rewarding. I'm working on that honoring, I guess I should say, um, especially people that, um, you know, come into, come into my awareness, you know, they're not a part of my tribe. They're not a part of, uh, you know, uh, they're not my clients, things like that. But I want to acknowledge and notice, uh, you know, maybe we've had a great conversation and I want to just say, thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate it. 
And the reason why that wasn't a default for me in the past is because I've been so like, go, 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 get it done, achieve, 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 like go from one thing to the next, that I almost sometimes forget that people are even there, right? If I'm not helping them and fulfilling my purpose, I forget they're there. So I am uh, challenging myself that when I'm having these conversations that have nothing to do with my work, uh, and I'm just uh, acknowledging the other person, okay? So the action step for that one is just do it. Just lift up, encourage, acknowledge, reward other people in whatever way you can, okay? Make it simple. And the last question to, to check yourself on is how do you handle it when someone does something that is quote unquote wrong, okay? So again, keeping in mind you know, the one thing that, that I really have learned throughout life is, is that there's very few things that are quote unquote wrong. You know, we have our opinions, we have our, our beliefs, we have our preferences. Uh, you know, th think about it this way. I, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and he's trying to, to navigate a relationship with, with someone. And one of the things that he brought up was like, oh my gosh, she doesn't, she doesn't want to recycle. Like, who are you? I thought, well, you know, you have a preference for recycling. She doesn't. Okay. There's nothing wrong with her because she doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with you because you do. That's a preference. Okay. And so what are you noticing that's wrong? That is a, a really good signal for you to notice what's important for you. And how do you handle it when someone is doing something that's different than how you would? Okay. So really key in on that, you know, notice it, observe it, and then ask yourself, what do you want to do about that? Okay. All right. So I know I'm, I'm going long, but I really want to address one more thing. And this is something that we can talk about more on our Zoom if you'd like. But what happens when you notice some behavior and you have a suspicion that there is a bad attitude, one of those six that we talked about, and uh, you need to have a crucial conversation, okay? So you, you got to have a conversation with this employee about this rotten attitude. What do you do? So there's a couple things, first of all, that, that you want to do ahead of time. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to um, really try to understand what is it that you're seeing, okay? So what actions and what words have you noticed? write those down and you want to be as objective as possible. So maybe you enter, uh, you witness this interaction between two coworkers and you think you see a bad attitude. So write it down as if you were, you know, maybe you took a snapshot of this situation and now you're, you're going to write out what you see in the snapshot. There's no feelings. There's no opinions. There's no, this is what you should do. There's no judgments. It's, this is what I heard. This is what I saw. Okay. So have that, um, objective view there, especially if it's a repeated pattern and then ask yourself, what is it that you want to change? What do you need to see differently? What are your expectations? Try to get very clear. So uh, I, I had a, a staff member at one point who definitely had a bad ad, ap, attitude. She, she was a bad apple. We did end up having to remove her from the bunch uh, because it was uh, damaging our team. Um, she had several of the six things that we talked about. 
And one of the things that, um, you know, we were really working on, I had to set the expectation that, listen, I know you're great at what you do, but there's some things that are not getting done. And so I listed three of the things that were imperative. They were like non-negotiables. I said, this needs to be done. Uh, One of them needed to be done that day. um, And the other two needed to be done within, you know, a, a short amount of time. And so I said, these three things need to be done. Here's your timeline. And then I asked her, okay, we need some accountability here. So how would you like the accountability to happen? Would you like it to be on you and you report? Would you like me to ask you, how's that going to work? So before I had that conversation with her, I identified, this is what I saw. This is what I heard. This is what I need to change. This is the timeline. Here are some options for accountability. Okay. So that happens before you have this crucial conversation. So now that you're going to go have this conversation, say, hey, so-and-so, I need to, to chat with you. Can you, you know, come into my office today at one o'clock, whatever. And you, what you want to do is you want to share your objective observation. So again, you're not bringing feelings into this, but you want to say, I'm concerned. I'm noticing a pattern here. This is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm hearing. Now, the next thing is you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. You don't want to go in as if you've figured it all out. You want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, listen, this is what I see. This is what I hear. Help me understand. So you're asking for clarification. So what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, you know, what's kind of going on in your head when this is happening? This is really, really important because you may or may not have the full picture. Most likely you don't. Okay. But when you're asking them, okay, so here's this interaction. What were you thinking beforehand? What were you feeling in this moment? What result were you looking for? Okay. So you're asking for clarification. So really you're getting the rest of the story. Now, one of two things is going to happen. Number one, um, you're, you're going to capture this information and you're going to realize, oh, this person actually had a really good reason for saying and doing this thing. And you realize it's just your perception of, of a problem. And you're like, okay, maybe there's a couple things that we can, uh, you know, kind of clear up and, and clean up. Right. So maybe it's a communication thing. Right. And, and you can provide some training around that. Um, so you're after having this conversation, you realize, okay, I didn't have the full story. I do now. How can we move in into the future? Now, the beautiful thing about this is that by having that conversation, you have done no damage to yourself, your employee or your team. And you've actually created a stronger relationship between you and this person. Okay. A lot of people don't have these crucial conversations because they're worried about what's going to happen after. But when you do this and then you do it in this way and you capture that, that information, you go, oh, okay, let's move forward. There's no damage done and you've created a stronger relationship. Win-win. Okay. Now one, something else could occur. So perhaps you're having this conversation, you share your objective observation, you've given the benefit of the doubt, you ask for the clarification, and you realize that you were correct. Your perception was correct. 
and you realize we have a problem here. Uh, we have a, an attitude problem and we need to make some adjustments. This is great because again, this is where your expectations come in. Cause now you can say, all right, do you see this as a problem? Which they may or may not. And you say, well, it is a problem for me. And so as we're moving forward, this is what I need to occur, right? And so you share with them what, what you want, your timeline, and, and how you're going to keep accountable to that. And sometimes I, I will even share what's going to happen if the changes do not occur, okay? If they make those changes, guess what? That's a win-win. Actually, it's a win-win-win. It's a win for you. It's a win for them. It's a win for the team. If they do not make those changes, guess what? They cannot stay because rotten attitudes ruin a team, okay? They will damage the team. And so now we're, we're into a different position of saying, okay, th this clearly isn't working. How can I help you find your next thing, okay? All right, so I don't want to share anything else with you today because that is a lot to process, but there's a couple things. So first of all, um, for homework, definitely print out that poem. Let that guide you and inspire you. Use it anywhere you want. Honestly, if you want to put that on social media or you want to share it with your people, go for it, okay? Um, do that bad apple investigation on you first. Those six questions, what do I need to, to change? Um, if you have a challenging person who is showing a bad attitude, um, you can definitely do the bad apple investigation. You know, what are you noticing? Uh, that might give you some, some, uh, clues, right? So, so maybe they, they don't see others perspectives. Maybe you do see them holding a grudge or they're showing some jealousy, right? What does that look like? What does that sound like? What's your evidence for that? Um, and if you need to have a crucial conversation. Um, please, please, please. If you're, if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this? How do I do this? Come on to our next zoom. I would be more than happy to walk you through that. Okay. So, Hey, thank you so much. I hope this was really valuable for you. Uh, I have a feeling that this particular lesson is going to be one that, that people are going to listen to quite often. Um, so, uh, happy investigating, uh, and keep growing, keep going, keep learning. I, I love you all. I uh, can't wait to see you on our next Zoom. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.